Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I'm your host, Blaine Bartlett, and I want to give you a bit of an overview to what you can expect on this podcast. The Soul of Business is organized around the premise that everything in our world, including a business, is connected through an energetic force that brings it into being. It's this creative force, this unique energy, that when tapped into allows an organization to thrive. It's this energetic force that connects to everything in our world, and it's the true source of what I've written about as compassionate capitalism. And I'll talk more about that in just a minute. I call this force, this unique connective force, the soul, the soul of business. In this podcast, I'm going to be exploring the implications of this notion of universal connection in terms of how leaders develop themselves and their organizations in order to thrive and not just survive. I'm going to be looking at its role in how our economic model of capitalism can be used to transform the often toxic ways that business is currently conducted today. I'm going to be speaking with leaders from around the world that have found ways to sustainably access this special soul that gives any organization its ground of being. I believe that it's this ground of being that, when tapped into, allows for high quality and high levels of emotional engagement on the parts of everybody that are affected by and impacted by the organization. Now, this obviously includes the employees. And quite frankly, emotional engagement with employees is the holy grail of just about every business on the planet today. It also, however, includes the way that the customers, the vendors, the suppliers, how all of these varied stakeholders approach doing business with the organization. This soul is truly unique. And when understood and leveraged well, it can provide a non-replicable competitive advantage. It can't be copied by anybody else. What is this unique energy that I'm calling the soul of business? Well, in Sanskrit, it's called rasa, R-A-S-A. Rasa is the quality that gives anything its uniqueness. It's this energetic quality that when it's not hidden can be sensed and really ideally utilized. It's got a certain feel to it. It's got a quality of aliveness that brings a vividness that is really unique. If we pay attention, we can sense its presence. You know, certain places and things have it expressed pretty strongly. When you think of artwork, you know, the Mona Lisa, uh, the sculpture of David, these all have a rasa that make them unique, and especially unique. Apple is a company, has a rasa, that is palpable. Buildings, you know, the Notre Dame Cathedral is an example, uh, has a certain rasa that sets it apart from other cathedrals. As leaders, when we are really paying attention to leveraging this rasa, magical things begin to happen. Yeah, another way here, just to kind of go full circle, of thinking about this quality of soul is something that a philosopher by the name of Scotus Duns back in the 14th century, approximately the 14th century, described using uh, the Latin word hiesity. Yeah, hiesity literally translated means the thisness of something. It's that 
thing, that special thing that gives something its own unique quality. When you can think of Abraham Lincoln and Mahatma Gandhi, and you can understand at the surface level that both were men, but we would never confuse the two of them. Their hiacity, their thisness, made them unique in their lifetimes, and it makes them unique in our minds today. Yeah, the same is true for companies like Apple and Microsoft. We would never confuse the two of them. When you think about the soul of business in terms of hiacity or rasa, the distinction between, say, again, Microsoft and Apple, although you know, both are tech companies, it's that distinction, that rasa, that hiacity, that makes them unmistakably unique. Leaders of both of those organizations have found ways to pay attention to that uniqueness. And it ultimately is what gives each organization a very specific competitive advantage in the marketplace. It's not an accident, in my opinion, that Apple is the world's first trillion dollar company. It's that unique. And quite frankly, Microsoft isn't that far behind either. They have both leveraged their unique hiacity, their unique rasa extremely well. We're going to be looking at this in the Soul of Business podcast. How do we go about accessing that uniqueness? How do we go about identifying it? How do we go about leveraging it? How do we go about having our people actually embrace it? How do we go about making sure that as our business grows, we continue to be in touch with the soul that was present when our company was founded? My experience is that most organizations, as they mature, they move away from this unique soul that gave life to its founding mission. And rather than being a mission with a business, most organizations end up growing to become a business with a mission as an afterthought. The decisions and activities that are made internally become more and more divorced from reinforcing what gave the organization life in the first place. And over time, and really not surprisingly, the focus shifts to growing the business, making decisions, doing things that actually will grow the business. And the business becomes ultimately the focus point. And the soul of the business, that which makes it unique and connects it to the world, begins to disappear from view. And with it goes emotional engagement. With it goes connection. There are many business leaders who have learned how to keep their organizations and their people connected to what matters. They've learned how to keep these people, their organizations, connected to the soul of the business. Many of the guests that I'll be having on this podcast will be these leaders. And I'll explore with them what keeping the soul of business visible and viable has actually entailed. What's, what's been required to make that happen? I'll invite you to play with this idea. I definitely invite you to listen with both an eye and an ear towards how can I not only access the rasa, the hiacity, the uniqueness, the soul, the spirit of my business, but also how can I do that with myself as a leader? One of my major objectives in doing this podcast is to invite you, the listener, to truly examine how you go about leading not only your business, but your life. You know, over the last four decades, 
I've taught leadership development around the world, I mean literally around the world, to over a quarter of a million people in organizations that are large and small, some of the largest organizations in the world, some of the smallest, startups to well-established 150-year-old companies. Leadership, you know, leadership for me really is an inside-out proposition. And over the course of this 40 years, I've really come to appreciate that the qualities of the inner express themselves in the outer. And as a leader, that's what I want to pay attention to. How am I showing up? And what's the consequence of how I show up? As a leader, I set the ceiling for where my organization goes. I set the ceiling for where my people focus. I set the ceiling for how my people engage. I want to be able to access that something that gives me and my people passion on an ongoing, sustainable basis. That's the soul of the business. I want to be able to continually find ways to touch into that soul that is both my, as a leader, and our, as a company, unique hiacity. It's a process. It's an ebb and flow process that, at the end of the day, is really about being authentic. It's about authenticity. When we are authentic, we connect, and others connect with us. This is true for leaders, and it's true for a business. We have to be able to connect if we're going to be successful. And leading with soul and behaving with compassion is what makes this possible. Now, I mentioned compassion a little bit earlier in the context of compassionate capitalism. I came across a quote by a fellow by the name of William Greider. Um, Greider was a Pulitzer, or is actually a Pulitzer-nominated journalist. And he said that uh, in terms of capitalism, in terms of soul, as we look deeper for the soul of capitalism, we find that in terms of ordinary business existence, American capitalism doesn't appear to have one. That quote by him struck a chord with me. And as a consequence, I wrote a book called Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business. And honestly, and you know, a bit of a boast here, the book struck a chord in the marketplace. Yeah, it became an international bestseller. We actually hit number one in four international markets with the book. It's a description of a model that we can use to bring, uh, to bring compassion into the workplace conversation and into workplace activities. Soul or spirit, and I use the words interchangeably in this podcast, is the fundamental foundation of compassion. Being able to access that life force that connects everything on the planet that is represented by the word soul allows us to begin to recognize, if we're paying attention, how we have impact in ways small and great on everything, everything that we encounter. You know, the real simple but I think really powerful fact is that there's nothing on this planet that escapes the consequences of businesses' activities. Nothing. However, I also have come to really realize that most businesses literally and behaviorally don't recognize this as a true fact. We conduct our businesses in silos, market silos, industry-based silos, geographic silos, without any concern about the impact of the activities of our business on the larger geosphere, on the larger ecosphere, on the larger life sphere 
that we're all a part of. And as a consequence, the soul of business conversation looks at what's possible, and it may begin to appear when we're talking about it to be a bit idealistic. And I think that's wonderful. The idea of talking about utopias is really important. Idealism is important. That being said, our conversation in this exploration in this podcast is intended to be and will be very, very pragmatic. For me, compassionate capitalism is the foundational piece of the conscious capitalism movement. It's the behavioral analog to consciousness. Compassion is consciousness in action. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. Compassion is consciousness in action. If we're looking to build a consciously capitalistic society, a consciously capitalistic economy, or a consciously capitalistic organization, compassion becomes the way we go about creating this from a behavioral standpoint. What informs all of this is a recognition that there is a soul in play, a spirit. There's a life-enhancing and universally connecting spirit that's in play. Today, I, I really believe that the default focus of almost every business and operation is the creation of profits. Nothing wrong with profits. We need them if we're going to succeed as a business. However, this focus on profit is so pervasive in the paradigm that defines business that the purpose of business being to make a profit has essentially become gospel. Milton Friedman, the Nobel Prize winning economist, wrote about this in the 1960s. He literally said that the purpose of business is to make a profit. Ever-increasing quarterly returns are the metric by which success is assessed for a business. Return on investment, ROI, is a sacred litmus test for any activity. Company value, as it's measured by both market cap and price to earning, P&E ratios, has become for just about everybody practically the only way investment quality and the quality of a business is measured. I believe that this has created a destructive reinforcing cycle that compromises and even negates what I believe is the true purpose of business. The purpose of business is to uplift the experience of being alive on this planet, to uplift the quality of life on this planet. It's not to make owners wealthy. It's not to produce ever cheap, you know, cheaper goods and services. It's certainly not to keep the avarice and toxic economic model afloat. And it definitely is not to make massive profits. Profits, again, are important. I'm not negating that. And that's not the primary purpose of businesses that have a connection to soul. As I mentioned earlier, business is the most pervasive and influential force on the planet today. The activities of business literally transcend national and international borders. Business enterprises aren't, you know, they're not constrained by financial, political, cultural, ethnic, religious concerns. I mean, they, they work around these all the time. The net of this is that business as a prevalent and important force has a moral responsibility from my perspective to guide, enhance, value, and nourish the existence of everything that it encounters. 
In the world today, the absolute opposite, uh, opposite of this often occurs. Business today seldom assesses the value of its activities through any lens other than that of profit. Because businesses touch literally everything that humans are involved with, I believe its activity, the business activity, the activities of business, rise to a level that approaches that of a spiritual undertaking. Now, I go out on a limb with that, but I mean this not in any woo-woo or religious uh, sense. I mean this very pragmatically. Everything on this planet, organic and inorganic, sentient and non-sentient, is connected in subtle but profound ways. Ways that can only be fully appreciated through a lens of spiritual compassion. The harmful acts or the ennobling acts undertaken by business affects everything and everyone in some fashion. There is nothing that we encounter that is separate and isolated from the whole. That's the nature of soul. Soul or spirit permeates everything. We live in and on a closed system that is fully and symbiotically integrated. And consequently, we and everything else on this planet that we call home are dependent on the viability, the health and well-being of each individual part. Again, from my perspective, business is nothing less than a spiritual discipline, and it requires the same integrity, the same commitment, intentionality, and courage, and more importantly, the same compassion that other spiritual disciplines require. Spiritual disciplines honor life in all of its forms as having an, uh, an innate and an intrinsic value simply because it exists. It's the honoring of this value, the ennobling of this value, that's called forth when we approach business as a spiritual undertaking. This is what uh, an attending to the soul of the business makes possible. It allows for compassion to live. Paying attention to this, honoring this, is the compassionate thing to do. So, I welcome you to the soul of business with Blaine Bartlett. You will be meeting guests that I know you will find to be absolutely intriguing, interesting, and fascinating. They will have stories that will blow your socks off. We're going to have a lot of fun in these conversations. Each of these podcast episodes will be roughly a half an hour long, 30 minutes long, which isn't a lot of time for you to listen in the, you know, in the whole greater scheme of my life uh, in our lives. 30 minutes is not a big time frame. But within this time frame, I hope and I trust that you will find little jewels that you will walk away with that are inspiring or that causes you to pause and think just a bit. I'm Blaine Bartlett, and I look forward to sharing many, many soulful conversations with you. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.